Tillam here. Before we start the podcast, let me plug this. I'm doing seminars. And if you're listening in a timely manner, not, you know, in June to a seminar I'm doing in May, you might even make the seminar. I look forward to having you there. It's an estate planning seminar, Trust in Estates, the work we do when I'm not doing radio shows or podcasts. Um, Wednesday, no, excuse me, Thursday, first seminars in San Rafael on Thursday, May 9th from 10 to 12 at the San Rafael Community Center. We're going to do one the following week in Petaluma at the Petaluma Community Center. That's Tuesday, May 14th from 10 to 12. And the day after that, we'll be in Nevada. We'll be at the Margaret Todd Senior Center on Hill Road in Nevada on Wednesday, May 15th. They're all from 10 to 12. Go to my webpage. Go to lentillum.com. And you'll have more information and you can register. You can also call. Call the office, 707-996-4505. Let us know you're going to be there. The seminars are free. I look forward to seeing you. They're fun. You'll learn a lot. Come and meet me. By all means, join us there. Julie in Redwood City, Len Tillam. How come you're calling a lawyer, Julie? Hi, Len. Um, I purchased what was supposed to be a vintage chair on eBay. And uh, I paid to have it shipped by a freight company from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to the Bay Area. Uh, when I received the chair, I knew immediately that it was a fake. Um, went through the process with eBay. eBay, you know, uh, found in my favor that, yes, in fact, the chair is a, a fake, and they will be refunding my money to me when the chair is returned. Now, wait a minute. How much did this chair cost? Uh, $1,500. So you're going to return the fake chair to the crooked seller in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Correct. Okay. And eBay will give you the $1,500? Correct, because I paid with PayPal. Okay. Wonderful. So, okay. So what's the problem? The problem is I paid a freight company out of pocket to ship it from the seller's residence in New Mexico to my home. How much was that? And, uh, just under $500. To ship the chair. Look. Right. And, and eBay and PayPal, the- that didn't come through eBay or PayPal. That was separate money. Correct. Look, and forget I about it. have to ship it back. I'm amazed you're going to get $1,500 back from eBay and thank goodness for PayPal. You know, I buy stuff on eBay and I use PayPal. But... The FBI is not interested in this. It's not enough money. You know, it's interstate mm-hmm. crime. You could call the cops in Albuquerque. Who cares? Or else you'd have to drive to New Mexico and sue the seller there in small claims court. You know. Well, now, my question is, I noticed that small claims in New Mexico allows for attorneys. Julie, let it go. What lawyer is going to, you're going to walk into a lawyer's office and say, "Ah, you'll get paid when this case is over. The guy's got no money. He's a crook. You're never going to get paid. Be glad you're getting your $1,500 back. I swear. End of story. Trust me on this. You got it? Got it. You're never going to get your money back. Some things you don't get back. So it goes. And it's easy for me to be so cavalier because it's your money. But I understand you're upset, but there's nothing you can do. Okay? Sounds good, Len. Thank you. Christina in South San Francisco, Len Tillam. How come you're calling a lawyer, Christina? <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out how to collect a judgment that was granted to me. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, I was involved in a car accident. It was the other party's fault. I ended up taking them to small claims court, and I won a judgment for 7500 Now, wait a minute. Didn't the guy have insurance? Um, he was driving his 
girlfriend's car at the time, and they ended up not paying at all. You know, they had no insurance. Is that right? Yes. And when you went to small claims court, did you sue him and the girlfriend or just him? Just him. I should have went after the girlfriend, but just him. Yeah, she lent him the car. You could say negligent entrustment. So how much of a judgment did you get in small claims court? I got 7500 plus some some fees that I had to pay. I think seventy six twenty four. So, of course... The guy, as soon as he saw this deadbeat low-life dog, as soon as he saw he lost in court, he wrote you a check for $7,500 plus, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't hold your breath, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's what's going on. Um, you can, do you even know where he lives or you can't even find him? Um, I did hire a legal processing server that had to find him. I guess a private investigator to find him in the first place because we kept trying to serve him the court papers at his girlfriend's house because that was what he wrote down in the police report. Yeah. Finally had to pay some money. They found him at his mother's house in Oakland. So we hopefully he's still staying there because now they're telling me that, you know, they want to do a bank search on him, but we have to make sure he's still receiving mail at that same, yeah. This is a guy, this is a guy who was driving his girlfriend's car. He's probably got nothing. Here's what you can do for cheap. I mean, these asset search companies cost money, um, it's a pain in the neck. Lawyers, you know, Jim Gagan sometimes sues people, you know, he frequently does for automobile accidents. If it's a severe accident, we want to see what assets they have. So lawyers use asset search companies to find out if somebody you're going to sue has assets, you know, in case you get a judgment. But, um, and you do have to have their address because there are some people with the same name. But here's a way to do it for cheap. You got a pencil, Christina? Yes. Yep. I got a pen and paper ready. Okay. Google DMV for the Department of Motor Vehicles. DMV form DL, David Leonard, form DL30. DMV form DL30. It's a form you can fill out on your computer, print it up, and mail it to the DMV with 20 bucks. When the DMV gets it, listen to this. If you're involved in a collision where there's more than $750 in damages, this is an automobile accident. You know what I mean? Um, yes. If there's more than 750 in damages or any collision where there's injury, it doesn't matter how much the judgment is, and they don't have insurance, so they don't pay it. If you send that form to the DMV, the DMV will suspend his driver's license until the judgment is satisfied. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Why pay a collection agency as soon as that sucker tries to renew his license or a cop stops him and he gets a ticket for driving you know, without a license? He might even pay you the money. You got it? Sure. That's yeah. the easiest way, and you don't need to search. And you know, let, let me ask you a question: How old was the guy who hit you? I believe in his early thirties. And what kind of car was his girlfriend driving? It was a Nissan Sentra. A like new one or an old one? Um, two thousand three. I want. I believe. You know, these old little cars. Who knows how much money they got? If you told me he was driving a new Lexus or a Cadillac, I'd say, "Gee, the guy's got money." Now, as far as you know, the girlfriend did not have insurance, right? Yes. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they, they didn't have insurance. Okay, so I would do the DMV form DL30 and fill it out with the DMV and don't pay collection agencies anything to do work that you're not going to find it. By the way, there's also a book put out by Nolo Press, N-O-L-O. -O, it's called nolo.com is where you can find them. And they have a book that's called How to Collect When You Win a Lawsuit in California. You got that? So you yeah. might even want to read that book, How to Collect When You Have a Lawsuit in California. Okay? All right. Good luck to you, Christina. You're quite welcome. And by the way, if you get in an accident, somebody else's fault, 
And somebody like this woman, Christina, somebody was driving somebody else's car. You know, the guy was driving his girlfriend's car. Sue the owner of the car. Lawyers do it all the time. It's called negligent entrustment. She shouldn't have given him the car or something like that. And then if she's got insurance, she'll find out very quickly because as soon as she's getting sued, she's going to tell you about her insurance company. So that's actually what you want to do. Joe in San Jose. Len, tell him, Joe, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Len, I was giving a call. By the way, I listen to your show all the time. You Thank you. My day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a car repossessed a couple years ago, and I got a letter. I, I couldn't pay the remaining balance, which is about 3500 after they sold the vehicle and everything. Mm-hmm. I got a letter from a collections from uh, Chicago, somewhere Chicago, Illinois, and they want 3500 for it. And they say if I don't reply within 30 days, they're going to try to get legal action, go back to the company, the original, I guess, uh, bank. The thing is, I don't have the money, and even if they did get a legal action, I wouldn't have the money to, to settle or try to settle anything with them. Yeah, here's what's going on. When, when you buy a car on time, you sign all those papers that say if we don't make the you know payments, we can repossess, they can take the car back, repossess it. Sell it for whatever they get, charge you the repossession costs and the auction sale costs, whatever it is, and they sell the cars cheap. And then whatever's left, those those costs plus what you plus what you owe on the car, you owe them. So this place, this bank can sue you. Like, you know, a lot of people lose a home to foreclosure. The home get you know, they don't make the payments, it went upside down. The bank can't get anything beyond what they get in the foreclosure sale. That's with a home. But auto loans are really different. When your truck is repossessed, it was repossessed, it was sold at auction, clearly for less than it's worth. They just get rid of it. And the remaining unpaid balance, that $3,500 on the loan, is called a deficiency. Deficiency. So, yeah, the bank or its collection agency has the right to sue for payment of this deficiency. They have four dates. They have four years. They can sue you within four years of the date, the last date you defaulted on the auto loan. When was the last time you sent the bank money on that loan? Do you know? It was uh, probably a little bit more than two years now. Okay. I wouldn't even answer the letter. You know, don't even answer it. Ignore it. Because if you answer it, you know, what are you going to say? Gee, I don't have any money. Then they're going to find out where your address is. They got the right person. Where is this collection agency? They're in Chicago. Yeah, they'll have to send it to California. They may or may not sue you. I don't know what they're going to do. But you don't have the money anyway right now, right? Right. So I, I just wouldn't do anything right now. Don't call them, you know. Don't send them a letter. They'll know where you are. Just wait and see what happens, all right? All right, Len. Okay. Good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Lee in Ronit Park, how come you're calling a lawyer? Good afternoon, Lee. Uh, My name is Lee. Um, My cousin in Baltimore, Maryland, on June, she loaned money from me, $3,000. Wait, stop. So in June, you lent your cousin in Baltimore $3,000, right? Yes, yes. Hold it a second. You know where this is going, listeners, don't you? So what happened? Tell us, Lee, what happened? She texts me all the time, and she said, I promise you to pay you back in three weeks to this money. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. And um, after three weeks, she calls me back, and she said, I can't be able to... I cannot be able to pay you $3,000. Can I give you $200 every month? And I said, that's fine. As long as you pay me back a little by little, 
that's fine for me. How much money has she paid you back? She paid me back four hundred dollars in at uh, the end of June. And since June, has she made any more payments? No, and there is no contact. She never answered my phone call. Yep. And she changed her phone number. You lost a cousin. That's what you did. Who who made you Bank of America? Your cousin is in Baltimore. She has no money. Are you a rich lady, Lee? You got a lot of no, money? No, I don't. I'm very poor, Lynn. Yeah, I know. Why? I, I love my cousin. I'm trying to help her. That money came out from my credit card in, in Redwood Credit Union. That's... I loaned that money from a bank. You took it from a bank, and that means yes. you're paying on the $3,000 about $600 a year in interest. It's yes. 20%. Yeah, 20%. So, yes. And, and you, this cousin you love very much, you lost her. She, you know, she her, feels yeah. guilty. She changed her number. She won't talk to you. Um, you'd have to sue your cousin in Baltimore, not here in California. And even if you sued her, and you won, you'd win. She has no money, you know? Really. She has, she has a, a good job, man. She's working at the hospital. She makes more money than I do. I know that. But what are you going to do? So let me ask you a question. She's not paying you back. Don't, everybody, listen to this. Don't borrow money from the credit card company to lend money to a relative. You know, if, if it's so embarrassing, if you're hitting up your cousin for money, you know, your family members for money. You're broke. You're telling everybody I'm broke. I've, I, you should have said no to her, Lee. That's what you should have said. I don't have it. You I, know? I know, but, um, you know, she, I don't, she's begging me for money because she, she told me that she didn't um, pay the rent for a couple of months. So if she didn't pay this month, they're going to end up to the street. So I don't want them to end up to the street with two kids. Yes. And what about her husband? Is she married or she doesn't live with her husband or something? She's divorced. Yeah. So, all right, you paid the rent and now she's not paying you any. She's family. You know, um, you'd have yeah. to... Uh, look, it, there's nothing I can do to help you. I'm sorry to tell you this, Lee. There is nothing I can do. There's nothing a lawyer can do. And you'd have to sue in Baltimore. It's... it's you have to talk to other family members, and maybe they will make her so ashamed she'll pay you back. Even the $600 a year it's costing you an interest on, if you don't pay this money, soon you'll owe five or $10,000 to the bank. You know how the banks are. They don't care. Oh, my God. So, well, what can I do? I just have to pay then. Right. Tell us what you learned from this, Lee. What did you learn? I learned that, you know, no loan any money to the family or anybody. Yes, or else if you're lending money, if you have enough, if you've got some money in the bank and it's your money, fine. But to yeah. take money from a credit card company at 20 or 21%, that's worse than borrowing from the mafia. Don't do that again, okay? I will not do that again, never. You're, you're a good lady, but don't let people take advantage of you. Can you imagine the interest rate? Poor people. Poor people always get screwed, don't they? Solomon in Sonoma. Len, tell him, Solomon, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, let me tell you. What the problem I'm having is um, my ex-wife has been, when we divorced, she was working in our entire marriage. She was working. But um, when we divorced, she was working, and then she got fired two years ago. Now that she's been fired for two years, she has decided to come after me for child support. But I have our three children majority of the time. How much of the time do you have the kids? I have them. I have two, the two young, youngest. 
uh, 54% of the time, and the oldest, about 62, 64%. How do you get such a precise number? Tell me how you figured that out. Well, what I did is I actually calculated the hours and divided it by the amount of hours that there is in a year, etc. Okay. So, so that's how I did it. Um, does she work now? Um, well, you see, the thing is, is she, she says she doesn't, but I found out through a family friend that she is working and how much she makes, and I actually went, not, she doesn't work too far from where I work, or supposedly works. But I went over there, just kind of like driving by, and there she is pulling in, going to work. And I'm like, okay, so she is working. Yeah, so has she... So she's been working, but she does it under the table. Yeah. No, what is she, what is she, who does she work for? It's a, it's a local title company. No local title company is going to pay somebody under the table. I, it makes no sense. You know, you don't. Pay, why would they pay her under the table? They want to get deductions and things. If she gets hurt on the job, there's no workers' comp. She probably gets a check, but she's not telling you about it. You know, I, I would guess. I, I just can't see a title company paying under well, my, the table. My question would be how how can if she does decide to try to take me back to court for child support because she chooses not to work. I mean, she has you know 13 years of banking experience, so there's no reason why she can't work. Right, but um. You, you want to know what's going to happen or what she can do, right? Yeah, I kind of want to know, can I get her record subpoenaed, like yeah. her bank statement? Here's what's going on. She can file a child support petition. Even if you have the kids more, she has the right to say, you, have to, you, know, you make a lot more than I do, I need some money. If she does, both you and she will have to submit income and expense declarations. You've got to tell the court how much you're making. If her yeah, declaration... If her declaration doesn't include the money she gets paid from the title insurance company, you'd file a response, point out she's lying and demand sanctions. Um, you could even file a subpoena with the title company to require them to disclose all the payments it made to your ex-wife. But I'm going to tell you how to handle this without doing that. You ready for that? Follow me. I'm you, ready. Uh, you say, well, look, I know you're, you can file a petition if you want to do it. You can ask for child support. I have the kids more than you. I'm going to ask you to give me child support, and I'm going to ha- you're going to have to fill out income and expense declarations. I know you're working for, tell the name you know, the, of the title company. I know you're working for this company, and I don't care what you say. I'm going to subpoena the title company's records, and they'll have to disclose all the payments they're making to you. Let's leave it as it is. It's working out. You're working. I'm working. Um, we've got the kids. I don't give you child support. You don't give it to me. You take me to court. And I find out you're making money, and I will find it out with the subpoena. You're going to be wind up paying me child support. Try something like that. One more thing. Okay. There's a family law court facilitator. In, you're in Sonoma yeah. County, right? Yeah, I live in Sonoma. Yeah, I live in Sonoma too. You know, the courts in Santa Rosa, all of the family law courts in the state have a family law court facilitator. So she has to get her stuff together and fill out papers and take care of it and get you served and pay two, three grand to a lawyer. Is she together enough to do that? Well, the the lawyer part, no, but we've gone back and forth already over this issue uh, in front of the judge in Santa Rosa. So you each filled Um, out your own papers, right? Absolutely. So you you do... She gets paid nothing. Okay, so you're going to say to her, look, you're telling me you get nothing. I saw you going to work at the title company. You've been busted. If you sue me for child support, which you can do yourself, she knows that, I'm going to file a subpoena with the title company 
from the court, and they'll have to disclose all the payments they made to you. And if they're paying you under the table, they're going to get a little squirrely and weird because they don't like getting subpoenaed on something like that. So you may not wind up losing your job. Tell her that. If they're paying you under the table and you send them a subpoena, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They're not going to be very happy. You know, so... Uh, How would I go along getting a subpoena? You do that once she serves the papers on you. Don't go for a subpoena okay. now. You've got to have a court action going on. Until she files papers asking for child support, I think you know this, you don't owe her any money. So let her talk as much as she wants. But next time she... How often do you see her? When you sw- swap the kids or something like that? Correct. And she brings up the idea, give me money all the time, right? Uh, well, not all the time, but whenever she doesn't like something, it's as simple as, you know, my son likes to grow his hair a little bit long. It's not, like, very long. And she goes, you need to give him a haircut. And I ask him, he says no, and then she, they go to her house. How old is your son? Uh, the one that's not cutting his hair is 11. He's old enough, so who cares? You know, he wants long hair. He can have Who cares? You say to her, if she threatens you with child support, you tell her what I told you. You want to take me to court, you can do it. Then you'll call me back. If she serves papers on you for an increase in child support, you call me back. I'll help you out. In the meantime, keep shining her on, you know, and and say, look, he doesn't want a haircut. What can I do? You know? Exactly. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you, Solomon. We love emails. LenTillum.com. You send me an email. We answer lots of them. I'd love to hear from you, especially trusts and estates. Who gets your stuff when you die? Medi-Cal planning if somebody's in, God forbid, going to a nursing home. The things we do in our practice. Personal injury, Jim Gagan. If you've been injured, you want to talk to Jim Gagan. Send us emails. You can call at 707-996-4505. Emails. So Pamela writes this. I bailed my ex-boyfriend out of jail by paying $5,000 in cash. I didn't buy a bond for 500 bucks. I gave the bondsman $5,000. My ex paid me back the $5,000. He took care of his criminal matter. We broke up. Now the court sent me the refund check. Do I have to give him the money? I'll tell you, this Pamela's tough. Now think about it. She bailed him out. She got the money back and he paid her. So now all of a sudden she's got five grand too much. Um, I got to tell you something. Those bail bond companies, they got nothing on you. They're leg breakers for 10%. I mean, I want to know why you don't want to give him the money back. If he sues you, he's going to win because it's unjust enrichment. But if he did dirt to you, screw him. Don't give him anything and uh, see if he sues you or not. You know, that'll give you some satisfaction, especially if he dumped you. Good show today. Join me tomorrow. Len Tillam here.